I put in my notes uh, something from this chapter. I don't know how many months ago it was, and it's just kind of been there. And just feel it so strongly on my heart this morning. A lot of what's already been said in these great testimonies confirmed it as usual, not so uncommon. Amen. And I think this is something we all could look at a little bit closer. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for your presence here today. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing, God. Lord, you must increase, God. We must decrease. And we're asking you to help us to humble ourselves. And Lord, just every bit of our pride, just to lay it down and to become servants, to become ministers for your name's sake, God. Bless each one in this house, God, I pray. God, bring us strength, bring us help. Lord, help me, I pray, Lord, just to stay out of your way and that your spirit would just minister through every word that we preach and teach today. We give you the glory. We give you the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Luke 15, let's start in verse 4. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he find it? And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me. For I found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth. More than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. God bless you. You can be seated. Spend a little bit of time. There's a few verses before our text. First three verses in this chapter. Just talking about the people that are gathered around Jesus. I've mentioned this several times recently, and I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about it, but I think there's something here that is important. A lot of times I hear people say, well, if you find Jesus, he's not like a lot of these folks in church. He's out there at the bar. Or he's out there in the, in the place where you hire a hooker. He's out there with the drug dealers. He's, that's not what you see here. In fact, he'll never see that. The Bible says come out from among them. People like that want their sin. Jesus wasn't in those places, but the people of those places were attracted to what Jesus had to offer. Say, well, Jesus talked like the world. He dressed like the world. He looked like a sinner. No, he had something better. See, the thing we fail to realize when we're getting so scared of our culture and we want to be careful that we don't say in, say that name of Jesus like we said earlier is the fact there's people out there that know they're lost. They're looking for something better. Amen. They're, they don't want the same old thing. They know that it's let them down. They're empty and they're on their way to hell and they need something. And that's what Jesus offered. Jesus didn't go in those places that I'm bound by addiction to. I'm bound by sin to. I just said a prayer. No, no. He's offering them something that pulled them out of those places. There was something attractive about the hope that Jesus offered. Amen. I remember a lot of things that when I first came to the Lord. And, you know, I, I kind of came up in church and, 
And I was kind of one of those guys that just fit in, didn't really have a, a real Bible born again experience. But I considered myself a Christian. And I, I remember different things. When I really just said, God, I'm tired of an old life. I've got to, I must be born again, just like you said. I've said the, the prayers, I've done the accepting of my Savior, but there was no change, really. And I said, God, I want that change. You know, I wasn't satisfied. It's something in me. I tried to listen to the, 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 the music of the day that, that mentioned Jesus every now and then. or were you, what, I don't know. Is that a love song or is that a gospel song? I'm not sure. Sound, I could pick them out and say, oh, that sounds like the band I used to listen to. That sounds like this song that I, that I used to have on my playlist. We had them on cassettes back then. And after a little while, I said, I don't want the same thing I had. I want something new. I don't want to feel like that's what the Bible says, to be not conformed to this world. But be transformed. I was looking for that transformation. I wasn't looking for my old life dressed up with some Jesus style. I, I wanted... I wanted it dead. I was tired of how it, it let me down. I wasn't looking for the world and, and Jesus too. And Jesus had something sinners who were tired of their sin looked for. People that were tired of being condemned and empty and lost. And as he gathers... As he begins to teach to these that gathered with him, if you will, he begins to talk about the state of being lost. He tells three different stories about being lost. And it starts with this, this story of a man that has a hundred sheep. And out of a hundred, one of them goes astray. One of them somehow... You know, we picture maybe it just kind of got distracted, saw something and stopped thinking about the safety of the flock, stopped thinking about the needful uh, shepherd that God put in their life and the dangers that might be out there, but just saw something that kind of like, oh, look, a squirrel. Starts going after, after a little while. And the Bible says that Jesus talks about that one that's lost. There's something just so beautiful about the heart of God that cares about the lost. Something so touching that, that maybe sometimes I believe we fail to realize that, that maybe there were some that thought, you know what, it gets what it gets out there in the dangerous wilderness. Should have known better, but that's not the heart of the Father. That's not the heart of the shepherd. And he goes after and rejoices. I believe there's a message to the lost in this that says you're not a problem, you're not a burden. But there's a heart in God that says we're going to have a party. We're going to celebrate. We're going to rejoice when we find you coming back to the flock. But I think there is in these uh, few verses one of the most important things that is being conveyed here, being taught here by Jesus, is that not only are the, the lost listening and saying, is that God's heart? 
that is he seeking for me? I, I feel like those nudges that I feel, those tugging on my heart. I feel like when I deserve judgment and the good things that are happening to me, is that God saying he wants me home? Is that God seeking me? Is that God drawing me? But I also believe that there were others there that needed to hear that this is what God is all about. There had to be some listening that heard this and said, he's talking about me. The ones that were left, the 99. Do you understand what I'm saying? That there's people that are going to be part of that flock that have to realize God's been good to me. God's been better to me than I deserve. God has loved me and proved it time and time and time again. I need to be okay with Him spending some time looking for the lost. I don't need... He's told me He loves me. I'm so glad I'm saved. I'm on my way to heaven. And I need to be praying when maybe the teaching isn't about me. Maybe the service is see why are they so important? Because you're 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 safe. And it only makes sense to focus on that one. Amen. How is that fair? That's the heart of God. And if you had a good relationship with a shepherd, that'd be your heart. There's some things that maybe, you know, your irritations and discomforts need to be just thrown out the window and start thinking about, hey, there's somebody that, that needs God. Somebody that God is focused on and God help me to get behind that. When the church can rejoice because somebody else got a miracle. When the church can get excited, they're already excited because of what God's already done for them. They don't need God to continually just validate their place in the flock, if you will. They, they just need to go ahead and be, be about their father's business. Amen. God, it's okay that you spend some time reaching for that one lamb. It's okay that they're getting the attention. Amen. It's okay that they are your focus, God. God, help me to have that focus. I found, you know, uh, Jesus said, he quoted actually in Matthew 3, I believe it is. He's in the wilderness being tempted. And he says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Father. And there is this idea in the Bible that, that the word of God is like bread. That nourishes us and sustains us. Amen? The Word of God, the bread of life. But there was one time where Jesus was talking about the false teachers in His day. And, uh, and then He turns to His disciples. He said, I've got some meat. And they're like, was He talking about... I mean, He was talking about bread before and I was talking about meat. Did somebody bring sandwiches? Is He mad that somebody didn't bring sandwiches? But that's not what He was talking about. They were trying to figure out the natural idea, because that's kind of how they were, and it's how we get. We're always looking in the natural. 
God's looking into trying to get us to be more spiritually minded. And he said, the meat that I have is to be a doer of the word. To be a worker, a laborer. Well, let me think about that for a little while. If I'm eating bread, the word of God is sustaining me. It's nourishing me. I, I Forget about low carb right now, okay? But meat tells me that if I'm a doer of the word, there's something else happening in me as well. It's building me up. There's something that you're not just going to learn sitting in church eating the word. It's good and it's necessary and it's right. But there's more to it than just being that one that that receives the word. It's got to be put into practice and start to become a doer. And there's something people miss out on when they come to church and all they are focused on is what I can get, what I can do. When you start allowing, well, purposing in your heart and mind that I'm going to, I'm going to have a heart like the shepherd. I want to be a laborer. I want to be more focused too. I want to be more focused on a soul. I want to be more focused on somebody that might be there that, that needs this. And they're in a dangerous situation. This might be the last time they, they ever walk through those doors. I want to I wanna be a part. You know what? You might say, yeah, but what about my needs? What about my problems? What about my... I need strength. I need help. When you're doing God's will, there's something strengthening you and building you up. Amen. That nothing else can do. You're going to learn. You're going to grow. You're going to, you're going to be a part of God's kingdom. Like what he prayed for laborers. Amen. Uh, that I could be excited about that one lost sheep. That I can be okay for a little while. God, I'll be okay. I, I'm not going to lose my mind. I'm not going to think you don't love me anymore. I'm, I'm not going to think I, what happened. I just felt like, no, I, I get this. Somebody needs that. And I want to have that sensitivity of the Spirit of God to recognize, God, I don't want to get in the way of that either. Amen. If we drop down to Luke 15, a very familiar portion of Scripture as well. I think a lot of people have heard it's, it's, it's a, just an, a, such a great thing to think about Jesus caring about the one lost lamb. Amen? We also are very familiar with the lost son. Luke 15, verse 11. A certain man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me, and he divideth unto them his living Not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in the land and he began to be in want. We call this man the prodigal, the prodigal son. Amen? Did his father dirty, didn't he? He looked at his father as someone that could give him an inheritance rather than a relationship. When that father loved him and was there for him throughout his life and upbringing, all he was was just, come on, I mean, 
I can't wait forever. I, if I'm old and you die, what am I going to do with it? I want to spend your money now. It's evil. So evil, and you know it broke the Father's heart to think of him as, a, as an inheritance rather than a friend. Very dirty, very low. He takes his share, goes out and lives a wild life. The Bible says bad times came, they come. Amen? There's going to be a time when you realize that vanity of vanities, all is vanity. This young man that probably laughed with those at the bars and in the brothels and tore down his father's name and talked about what a fool he was. But there came a time when the famine came and all the things, all the stuff failed him. Amen. You've got to find out sometimes the hard way that life is more about more than just about stuff. Materialism. Amen. Bible says after he broke his father's heart, he's out there struggling and suffering. I think it's very notable that there was not a bailout plan. It was not there. He, he had to face that hog pen and realize the consequences of his actions. To come to a place where he realized what I had with my father was so much better than what I have now. Amen. Something had to break in him. Something had to happen. So often I feel like we, we can get in the way of when God is really trying to teach and a lesson to people that have turned their back on God. Amen. I, I don't like to see people suffer. sure don't like to see my children suffer. But at this time, the father was not out there. And the bard was not out there in the... The whorehouse, if you will, he wasn't out there even in the hog pen saying, come on, let me pay this bill for you. Come on, let me help you with that. Here's some new clothes. No, he, he sat back and waited. Oh, there was a heart there. It was broken every day. You can see it when he comes home. He didn't hate him. He loved him. But he knew that this man had to learn. He made a willful choice. And he had to see the the consequences of his actions. Amen. I know we try our best to, to think that shame and reproach are bad things. Now, sometimes they work wonders when people need to recognize sometimes. I made a fool of myself. I was the fool. Amen. The Bible says he finds himself with employment at a farm and and we've mentioned it so often that this this is something we don't get like they got in the Bible because hogs were were something that was it wasn't that they were just dirty animals it was something that God had said these are ceremonially unclean it had nothing to do with their digestive system or any of that it was just it was old testament law don't touch them amen don't don't 
don't cook them, stay away from them. It had nothing to do with their lack of refrigeration or anything like that. It was types and shadows of the Old Testament. But it was still something that was very, it was, it was off limits to the Jew. To say that this young man was looking at hogs eating and thinking, I wish I was eating what they are filling their bellies with, was to the Jew and the Jewish mentality lower than low. To be envious of a hog. To be envious of an unclean animal and say, I, I, I wish I had the kind of food that they were eating. It would be better than what I'm trying to survive on. Something happens in his mind that says, you know what, I, I'm not going to march back to my home and say, listen, here how, here's how it's going to be, old man. Right? Don't tell me that's not the attitude of a lot today. What a sad setup. He's not going to go back there and say, hey, you owe me this. No. Something happened in him. Something Something was transforming in him. God was working. He was getting to a place because God was able to do it. That's why I pray so often, God, help me to stay out of your way. I want to be used by you, and I want to have your heart. And, and there's some times Paul talks about those that are in sin and how the shame has to work so they can really come back with the right spirit. It's not that they're damaged or destroyed. No, that's never the heart of God. But sometimes we need to know how bad off we are without God. He said, I'm going to come back and I'm going to come back humble. I'm going to come back and say, don't even call me your son anymore. Your servants, people that work for you are doing better than I was doing. So can I just, can I have a job? The Bible says that his father receives him with love and just throws his arms around him, gives him the, gives him the, the robe and, and kills the fatted calf and says, my son was dead and now he's alive. There's always a place for the prodigal to come home. Amen. I said, I think it was Wednesday night. There's, there's, never, there's never a place where it's, it's too far for the for the people of God. If you come with a heart that's broken, a come with a heart that is repentant, the house of God isn't a place to, to flaunt sin and look at me, I can have the world and, and still, still call myself a Christian. No, the Bible tells us that we old things pass away and all things become new. But God was showing us how there is rejoicing and celebration for the one that has walked away and made bad mistakes but understands the shame of that comes back and says I I want to be a child of God we're familiar we're familiar with the uh, the prodigal I'm sure most of us and, and and many of us the the one lamb that goes off while, while the Lord leaves the 90 and 9 but we don't spend a lot of time looking at Luke 15. And I just want to spend a few moments here. Because there's one more sandwiched between the lost sheep and the lost son. And God talks about the lost coin. 
And he says, either what woman having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, does not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it. And when she hath found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of of the angels of God over the one sinner that repenteth. God, I'm glad that your heart is seeking and there's, there's people in your house that care about those in our community that have wandered off and need to be reached out to, need to be sought out need to be brought in. Amen? Thankful for a welcome mat on the church doorstep that says, Prodigal Son, you're welcome back into the house of God. We're praying for you. We've never stopped loving you. We've never stopped praying for you. But there's a lot of times we are so ignorant about the lost coin that's in the house says she lit a candle and swept the house. While we're having church here today, praise God. While we're excited about the presence of God, excited about what God has done for us, are we conscious of who's in the house that might be lost? Amen. Do we sometimes forget when our desire to say, I went to church... I felt good about it. I didn't stay any longer than I needed to, but but there's people here today that need somebody to recognize, somebody to diligently sweep, to check the corners. Amen. To recognize somebody might be needful of somebody to care. Amen. That there might be somebody that, that maybe they look the part. Maybe they look like they, they just belong here. But in their heart, they're saying, I'm lost. I need help. Amen. It is the church's responsibility. Not just to come on in and make sure we're not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. But recognizing there's ministry opportunity in the pews. There's people around us that are hurting. There's people around us that are lost. There's people around us that need God, need a friend, need a Christian to say that you matter. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Well, I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure about uh, how, how they act. They don't You that have been given so much. Amen. You don't know what somebody else has been through. You don't know what somebody else is going through. You don't know what they're thinking. Some of your testimonies here today, I've heard, and uh, I, I know, I know, Sister Daphne shares with us her testimony sometimes about, and, and we share with others too. There was a time where she said, "This is my last service." Some of you as well, I'm sure, said, "This is it. This is going to be the the send off, the goodbye." Hey, while others are so busy saying, "Hey, I'm so glad I've got this." How about having a heart that says, is somebody here that they need a kind word? 
Somebody here, they need a, a, a friend. Amen. Somebody here that they might know that somebody cares. Amen. It's easy to put on a fake smile. It's easy to, to, to realize. To, well, I had to say it's easy to see it, though, too. When somebody's saying how much they care, but you don't really see it. You don't really feel it. The church needs to be conscious of, the Bible says, seeking diligently. It says, what woman having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one, doth light, not light a candle? Your light matters. Amen. Your light matters. Sweep the house. Seek diligently till she find it. How many weeks, how many months do we go through and aren't conscious of those that are right in the house? That need to be found. Oh God, send people in. Oh God, we're not talking about church growth and filling pews. We're talking about ministering, caring, loving people. If God sends them and we're more concerned about what they're wearing than what the condition of their heart is. More concerned about their manners than we are about their, their, their condition, their, the heart of the, their walk with God, their need for a Savior. Seek diligently. Bible says that woman, that woman's the church. That woman's the bride. We need to be seeking diligently in the house. Lighten, lighten the candle. Sweep in the corners. Don't be so busy worrying about ourselves that we forget about the souls that are in the house. Philippians 2. Philippians 2. Could I have prayed with them? Could I have... shook their hand? Could I have told them that they it's good to see them? Could I have spent some time? Amen. Philippians 2 verse 19. Paul said, I trust, but I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timotheus shortly unto you that I may that I also may be of good comfort when I know your state. This this weighs on me. This scripture I think about regularly. It's something that is sad because here in the New Testament church, Paul is talking about Timothy. And he's saying to the believers, the church there in Philippi, he's saying, I'm going to send Timothy there. I'm in prison now, he's saying. I can't make it, but I'm going to send Timothy. And I want him to just kind of go in there and see how the church is going and come back and let me know you're doing good. And he says, I have no man like-minded. This breaks my heart. You know, Paul set up churches all over Greece and Asia there in and and the Bible says he he's looking at Timothy and he's saying, I have no man like minded who will naturally care for your state for all seek their own. Paul's saying right there at the beginning, I see a, an ego problem, a pride problem. I see a problem in the ministry that they're they're more about them than they are about the flock. They're more about their, their, their title and their position than they are really caring about people. He said, Timothy cares about people. Timothy is not seeking his own. He's not, he, he's not 
He said, for all seek their own, not the things which are, of Je- are Jesus Christ's. But you know the proof of him. That as a son with a father, he served with me in the gospel. We, we have to recognize that the sun doesn't rise and set on us. That when we come into the house of God, that there are ministry opportunities right there around you. So often we're so, so caught up in, 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 in just all of our ways and all of our wants. Pride, pride. Rather than serving ministering. Jesus said you want to be great in God's kingdom, learn how to serve. Learn how to look around and see the need. Amen. How often I see as a I mean this is just some of that practical teaching Brother Dave was talking about. It might not feel real anointed so, but listen, it's the word of God. How many times the need is there and there's a need for laborers. And, you know, as, as God sends souls, I, I'd, like to, I'd like to stop, not just shake every one of your hands, but hear your heart, hear what you have to say, offer uh, a spiritual word to try to strengthen you. And, and uh, I can't be the only one. And there's needs. There's people hurting. And there's people that might hesitate to pour out their heart to me sometimes. And for whatever reason which is a great thing, they just feel so comfortable with you. Amen. That's a good thing. Because we're working together for God. Amen. When we are so focused on things that don't matter, and there's lost coin in the house, we're so worried about things that God's not worried about. Amen. But when he sends somebody to church, amen. When God gets a hold of their heart and we are so not diligent with what God is really focused on. So he's focused on me. How long have you been saved? How long have you had the Holy Ghost? You have heard enough preaching to get there and back a few dozen times. You ought to be a solid enough to be able to say, you know what? I'm praying for somebody in the house that needs this. I'm conscious of those that are around me that need this. Sometimes we can be so just absent-minded. People that, are, that, that need a salvation experience are right there. People that don't know what you know. People that don't have what you have. They're right there. Amen. Babies in Christ. Sometimes somebody that's not even even been born again right there. How can you encourage them? How can you strengthen them? How can you build them up? They're a lost coin in the house. Be a part of the search party. Be a part of the... The bride, the woman that looks and seeks and searches diligently. Let them know how good you have, God has been to you. Let them know how blessed you are. Let them know there's help for them. Let them know you care. Amen. Be a part of lighting the candle. 
be a part of producing that atmosphere where they can they can feel like they can pray or they can they can feel the presence of God like that candle. Be a part of the search party. Because when that coin is found, it's the same celebration that the Lamb got and the Son got. The same joy in heaven. Choose. Choose to, to sweep the corners. Choose to light the candle. Choose to be a part of that search party. Choose to be a part of, uh, of what God is looking for. You think heaven's... Oh, God, help me. I, I, I can get pretty sarcastic at times. I was so tough on us Wednesday. I took it too, though. But I'm telling you, we think heaven rejoices. Oh, look, they came to church. They came to church. Look at them. He's looking at those that are lost with a heart and a, and a goal to see them found. God, can I be a part of that? God, can I be a part of what brings joy to heaven? Can I have a part in, in, in that celebration? Can I be one that gets excited? Amen. And not only gets excited, but was part of the, the, what produced that excitement. That joy in seeing somebody helped, somebody who was lost found in the house. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Oh, hallelujah. I know what it's like as a pastor seeing, knowing there's a lost coin in the house, knowing somebody's not where they need to be, and seeing so many people satisfied in their walks, Christians, stable, solid, faithful, and not for a minute. Does it cross their mind? There might be somebody here with a need that I could help light the candle. I could help sweep the corners. I could help find that lost coin. A lot of kind words were said today. I appreciate that. I know I know you understand it's it's God and to him be the glory. But oh, we need we need a people that we need a a, a bride, a church, a woman that's going to together as the body of Christ seek diligently. There's a work to do, church. There's a ministry right here. Be sensitive to God. be a part of the search party. Then when there's a celebration in heaven, you played a part in that. You played a part in bringing joy. Hallelujah. Let's find a place to pray. Let's talk to God. God's 
God's reaching for you. God cares about you. God's more interested in in you surrendering your life to God. Oh, hallelujah. God sees your need. God sees what you're facing. Church, be sensitive. Be careful. Recognize God wants to use you. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. It's not enough just to say, I'm not a hindrance. I'm not getting in God's way. It's, he's looking for laborers. He's looking for somebody to sweep through the house. And... Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You can use anything, Lord. You can use me. Oh, hallelujah. God help us. God help us. Maybe you've had a long day. Maybe you're tired. Maybe you're going through a lot of trials. Listen, there's work to do in the house of God. There's work to do. There's somebody that needs to see that light in you. There's somebody that needs you to be diligent. goodness into their lives so that they want to hear the gospel. They want to hear the good news that Jesus can give them a new start. Jesus can give them victory. Hallelujah. There's work to do, church. There's work to do. Hallelujah. Lord, help me, God, I pray more than ever to be a part of the search party, to be 
working, sweeping, Lord, caring about the lost coin in the house. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. Father, thank you again for your presence here today, Lord. Such a good, good presence of your spirit from the beginning of this Lord, church service all the way through. God, bless your people, I pray. God, I pray, stir our hearts. Open our eyes to see the work that is before us. And God, shine through us your light. Lord, bless each one, I pray, God. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray, keep your hand upon us, Lord. And Lord, bless Lord, the remainder of this day and the service tonight, if you tarry, God, we just give you all the glory. Thank you for it all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, church.